You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tales with TR. I am your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Today, joined by Terry Ryan Sr., fresh off the Chicklets Cup down in Buffalo. Well, that was a few weeks ago and uh, ready for a beautiful weekend here in St. John's that features, if you're in St. John's or even close, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras tomorrow night. I'm going to go down. I'm not going to reveal my costume, but I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And if you are going down... Make sure to, I'll be at Greensleeves tomorrow night. That's where I'll be. Come on down for a conversation. But right now, we've got Terry Ryan Sr. How the hell are you doing, my friend? I'm feeling great. It's beautiful outside. I'm above ground. Come on, take me to the Mardi Gras. Had to get it in there. Paul Simon, love him. Ah, yeah. Did you, uh, he was on Howard Stern not long ago. There goes Ryman Simon. Oh, Ryman Simon. Yeah, that's, uh, one of his well i i like them all but that's a really good album oh ryman simon there goes ryman I... simon yeah kodachrome how do i, I that's the album kodachrome's on me and julio down by the schoolyard ryman simon yeah there goes ryman simon god that's a, that was I, his, like I, I i think after the first one was simply entitled paul simon and the next one i think it's his second solo interesting there goes ryman simon. you know interesting it's um, way back yeah but he's got but a great album he's got a new one i mean it's slower seven palms yeah uh, i'm not into that it's like uh but it's a it's a really it's like ecclesiastes or so out of the bible maybe he can't get a vision or something so he can't i knew that i saw the interview but i'm not into no i know know. i'm just not into it i respect him for doing put it this way it's a good interview i I won't probably listen to the album again i listen to some tracks i love i'm a big uh horrible now you you got one up on me there because you saw him live and uh, in denver and i i've never i've never had the opportunity to see him because if i did i definitely would have paid five hundred dollars to see him but i can honestly say i was never anywhere that i could have seen him i'll tell you how i saw him i got called up i was in colorado springs holding out of montreal waiting to get traded somewhere and i liked colorado springs as you know looking back still is a great memory beautiful spot um remember i got my arms skated over those yes i did wherever i went wherever you went the injury would find you people ask me sometimes and i'm like (laughs) yeah because i talk about michelle terrian and everything so much you were injury prone i hate to say it but but like when when i was when i was playing it it's it's an it's an athlete's thing we had a guy uh that i was playing junior with who was a really good uh player uh larry gould was his name elliot was his nickname and Elliot would be playing great, and all of a sudden he'd uh, break a finger, or he would break uh, always something. Always something. But like, the weird thing is, year. but you know what's weird? All those fights, and I never got 
like my hands. You didn't. No, no they, you know, it was weird. Like they, they would get, but I didn't do, I didn't get hurt doing the dangerous things. No. How many other people do you know had their arms skated, skated over? Skated over. <laughs> I fell down know. in front of the You're net. The only and I was on a tear. I, was I know. I had I know. 40 points in yeah. 30 games in like 170 minutes. I was on pace for like I know it well. 300 and 100 uh, points. But that's the way it goes. Um, uh, but You're lucky. Some people have injuries. They don't come back at all. Well, so you know, yeah, you, you get. There's always and two some sides. People to get it. hit by a bus. Yeah, there's it. always two sides um, to it. It is. It it was what it was, and you just go on. Um, but what happened? Yeah, so I was playing there, and I got called up, and I was up in Hershey, and it was. I loved playing in Hershey, but again, it was all guys signed to Colorado, and I'm yes. playing with Brad Larson. I'm like, I played with this guy two years ago in Team Pacific, and now he's on the first line, and I'm on the foot. Not yes, not complaining, saying I'm better than. Brad. I'm, I'm saying I just knew it, and it'd be yeah. they knew too. Yeah, like, of course they did. It, no matter what I do, Colorado are, are going to develop their prospects. Now they were looking at me; but they were interested. Yes, yeah. But until they trade for me, for sure, I'm on the fourth line with Parsons. I but, was, but makes total sense. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. So I wasn't upset with them. Mike Foligno we're was not a really developing nice guy. someone else's players. Yeah. But so that's what. I, but I was. He's like, we, we could really use use you up here because I was getting in like the peak of it. When the peak of my fighting, like I, I, I was, like I went up there knowing that I'm going to throw the mitts and it's yeah. going to be the big. Biggest probably part that I that they want me to contribute in senior. I was playing. Well, you guys. well you were. I mean, I remember you were never projected for a first line. I remember sitting down at the draft when it was over, going back to the uh, the uh, the penthouse in what I forget the name of the hotel, a Marriott or whatever. Sitting down with Jock Demers, who was coaching then. Mm. He sat down straight across from me and said, "We love your boy." Got to work on his skating. No surprise. And he said, we got him projected as third line. He's going to chip in. He's going to get 15 to 20. But he said, and he meant this, he said, but he said, when we go into Philadelphia, we're not going to be pushed around anymore. That's your character, well, which was the big thing with you. You could score too, but number one thing that Montreal had you slated, third line, and he said, if he can become a first or second liner, that's great because he's got to work kind of skating. Yeah, but right now we got him at third line. And when he I, I laughed inside internally when he said, But when we go into Philadelphia, we're not going to be pushed around anymore. It's funny that and you know, my first game was against Philadelphia. Yeah. I sat out the first six and then they put me in. But it's funny because now okay, so to extend on that, so the next year, because remember they had they 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 were going for that for a while. They had Brad Brown, me Stevenson, like yeah. Scott Thornton. Yes. That's kind of what yes. Tucker. Yeah. So when they drafted Asham, that's exactly what they 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 said they wanted me, Asham, yeah. and Tucker yeah. to play on a line together. That the third line, Tuck sets center, him on right and wing. Then the and then when all the boys got fired, everything that changed. That, that's, life, that's life. And that's life. That's that's simply a bad break. Yeah. That's a that bad break. break. But uh, anyway, so up in Hershey, so and the Colorado Springs had no affiliation, but Hershey were affiliated with the Avalanche. Yes. And Denver was only 45 minutes an hour away. Was it about an hour, right? I think. Well, 45, yeah, 45 minutes, minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Like a real, and a nice drive. You don't even know you're driving. Beautiful drive. So, and it's, it was just long enough, like maybe yeah. one album, yeah. right? Yeah. So, or CD on the thing. So, but anyway, so I see Paul Simon's playing, and now, that and Hershey knew too. I mean, I didn't play much. They understood, but they were real, real good to me. But did, did so, you see him where the, the Avalanche player in no, a smaller no, place? Yeah, I saw I like used, the theater. I used this for two hookups. I went up to I. I did go with the Avalanche play to see Elton John and Billy Joel. Elton, nice memory, and yes, you too. 
Oh, I never. Th- oh, I didn't know. Do, do those, and I was sitting with the Avalanche. The only guy I knew was Chris Dingman, yeah. um, like Joe Sackick. I remember being there all the because I got, I got on there. Co- some whoever didn't go on the team. Adam Foot was there too. Adam Foot was there, and then with the Paul Simon, it was only me. But I used their. They were playing on the road, and I used their in. And Paul Simon, what he did, he went back and played like a bunch of places that he played his first tour, and like okay. tour, like I think I think judging by the bar I was in, senior, like before. Like I think, like struggling artist tour. This was a bar. Oh, this I was, it was like a, a no small theater. No, Two, three thousand. No, this was like oh, walking oh. into Club One. Okay, yeah. Right? It was. It was like that. More I mean, meaningful. It, yeah. it wasn't a tiny, but there was no seats or anything. It was walking around. Yeah. Right. He there was a little stage that yeah. he, he was elevated. Yeah. Looking down at us, but wow. Yeah. Almost like a school gym, but it was a bar. But it was yeah. like that was the that was the setup. Yeah. No Beautiful. more than five hundred people. Could Beautiful. Get in. Yeah. So anyway, and at that time, what was that? Two thousand and one. Yeah. So he he was still bringing it. Oh, he certainly was. He was only well, he was about sixty years old and still had it then. Now, what I wanted to ask you about today. So yesterday, I do Jason Greger's show, as you know. Yes. And I was supposed to have Ferguson Jenkins on. Now we're going to have him on at some point. I was looking forward to talking with him after hearing your story. Yeah. Now, first of all. When did you meet? So for those that don't know, Ferguson Jenkins is a Hall of Fame. He's probably the best, not probably, probably he's the best pitcher ever for from sure, Canada. With, that's could, could be the best baseball player. Yeah, if you really, yeah, yeah, unquestionable. Um, so like an absolute legend. Uh, Cy Young, two or three Cy Young awards. Uh, seven 20-game seasons, six in a row. So the, he played, I guess he retired in 81, 82, around yeah. there. Okay, yeah. Came in in 65, I think. He played a long time. Yeah. So you met him in the seventies, yeah. and I guess he would have still been a peak of his career. Five seventy six, something so like that's, that. That's that's in the juice of his career. Yeah. So tell us about meeting him. Well, I remember uh, at the end of the year here, the, the senior baseball league. I had won a bunch of trophies, and uh, we always had a major leaguer come down, and of course they paid him and put him up, whatever. And the year before, we had Mike Jorgensen from the uh, Expos, and we had a bunch. And this time, it was Fergie Jenkins. So we're at the banquet that we're getting presented. And I remember... uh, Then everyone got the beer and sat down. Then you start bullshitting. And so, you know, the ball players, we went all went over talking to him. And I remember saying to him, I said, Fergie, would it be possible? Because I, uh, you know, never say never. Uh, it, could you go down to the baseball park tomorrow? I'll get a bunch of the guys. Because I said, and pitch. I said, I'd really like to see what a major league fastball is like. I can't believe and, it. And I did. I did. Why do you got to lose? And, you know, he, he didn't say it. All he said was, I can't do it, Terry. The reason is, he said, my contract, if something ever happens, he said, I'm not covered. I said, okay, that's good enough. So as it happens, the next day, I'm flying to Kalamazoo, Detroit Red Wings, Kalamazoo training camp in in Kalamazoo, Michigan. He's flying out on the same flight. I don't know this. So wait, that's, that's from here. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant it was from Chatham. Okay, keep going. No, okay. we're flying to Toronto first from here. So 
he's he lives in Chatham. I knew that, and which is only oh god, an hour from Toronto. So, as it happens, he's sitting down. There's no one because it's really early morning flight. As they it, they the flights usually are leaving from here, and he's got no one sitting by him. So he turns around. He recognized me and said, "Come on up." So I we were chatting the whole time to Toronto, about three hours. So when we landed in Toronto, I had to get uh, another flight to fly to Kalamazoo. And he said, no, no. He said, come on. He said, when's your flight? I told him it was like four or five hours. He said, you don't want to wait around here. Come on to my place. I live in Chatham. He said, sit down. He said, we'll have a little chat, have a beer. I said, great. So we, he rents a car. We get in the car. And all I can remember, I was just. You get in the car. I was Ferguson, enamored. I, I was so. Jenkins. Yeah, I was so. I wanted to pump his brains. I just wanted. To, I love finding out things about whatever. Well, especially from this guy. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe. And he's such that an easygoing man. guy. And he he knew once I once I told him I was a professional hockey player that he went off the charts because he loves hockey. And he wanted to know all about it. So being a Canadian and all. So I remember the two stories that I can remember him telling me. One, because uh, I'm a huge Yankee fan, I mentioned Billy Martin. And he played for Billy Martin because he, he pitched a number of years in Texas. Martin was coaching in Texas. And he yeah. said, all Billy Martin, Terry, wanted you to do, he didn't care what you did at night, but he said, when you show up on the field, you've got to play hard. That's all he wanted. And he said he was great to me. I'll never say a bad thing about him. I said, geez, that's really interesting. And, of course, I'm talking to him about Mantle and all this, my favorite player. And he said, well, he when I played in Boston, he might have been playing then. I don't know. 70s. He said, I, didn't, I haven't seen anyone hit the ball harder. Straightaway Boston. It's about, I think, 4'11", that straightaway yeah, dead center. A lot of balls die out there, I'll tell you. Mm. He said, I, I watched Jim Rice hit at least a dozen over that wall. Now, he said, how far that is? He said, it's at least 450 feet. He said, he's a, from what my day, he said, he hit the ball the hardest. I remember that. Um, and then, of course, when I got the Chatham, I'm pretty sure he lived like on a ranch, it seems to me, because I'm going back, you know, 40 years, 50 years, yeah, 40-something. Yeah, and he, it was a ranch-style house, and he took me in the house. And in one, op it was an open room. He had his silver sluggers and Cy Youngs. And he was telling me about, you know, this and that, the game and whatever. And I met his wife, and I'm pretty sure it was two or three little girls, two for sure. And finally, I said, Fergie, I got, I got to go because uh, I got, I got to fly back. He drove me back to Toronto, and we were going to be playing in at some point in the international league in Port Huron, which is straight across mm. from uh, from Canada. I think Port Huron is pretty well Sarnia is around, I believe you it's know. Close, yeah. And he said, when you're in Port Huron, he said, I'm coming down to watch you because it was only like an hour from from him, a half hour. Mm. And uh, he said, do you have a schedule? I said, no, because season hasn't started. You know, we're going to training camp. So 
Anyway, I never heard from him again. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Jeez. And he was a great guy. I mean, and it's funny, unless, like, with cell phones, you'd probably just get his contact. Yeah, like, well, now it's so How different. would you ever yeah. get a yeah. hold of, you know, if you met somebody that yeah. ship's passing in the night, and then all of a sudden, I, th he, I think it would have been hard to get a hold, you know. I think he'd remember someone, or if you were probably. Well, he remember being here. Just say, I think he, and I can't see how he wouldn't remember me. I don't think he'd know my name, but I think he was only in Newfoundland, I'm sure this once. So if you were, you knew a guy, this guy played hockey and you flew, sat next to him all the way to Toronto and then drove to his house, I think he would remember, I remember something like that. You know, wow. so, but I haven't seen him uh, since and so whatever. It, but it's a, it's a great memory. I was going to ask him, you know, as a pitcher, what he thought. Did you watch the Jays in the playoffs take out Barrios when he was having his best game yeah, as a Blue Jay yeah. in two years? Yeah, I still think that that coach is dead man walking. What? I think it'll be announced. I what can't see how he keeps his job. What are they doing? Like, uh, analytics take you so far, but you yeah. can look at your... And they're paying him $40 million. Yeah, which is a double whammy. Yeah. What? But I can't see how... What, he finally did what you wanted him to do yes. last year. He sucked. Yeah. No, I, now I, he had a good year, and he's playing. He's He's got a fucking shutout in the fourth. I can't... Uh, uh, what I can't, are you doing? I can't possibly see how he keeps his job with a guy like Don Mattingly ready to step know. in. How the fuck does he? Because if the if only he way does, it he... sends out a bad message to the fan base. Unle I know, but listen, unless he actually didn't make the call, right? That's the yeah, only way. I, I guess can it's see. possible. I guess, but well, you know, there's an analytics you... department now, and now Ross Atkins came out and said that. Yeah, you know, why did why didn't they come out and say no? You know, it's not the coach. Why didn't they I like? Know. Well, I thought they. No would. one. I didn't hear anything. Atkins said it wasn't him. Wow. This making kind of threw him under the bus, but yeah, it's, it's so it's sort what of I'm saying is if it is the coach, sort of kind of what are you doing? That's a fireable offense, especially when you're supposed to have a great year and you're squeezed into the playoffs. And yeah. now Texas is in a great position to they win, to win. Now, having said Fuck. that, having said that, Texas are, I mean, you look, go through that lineup. They had a great year. They ended up, I think they might have won 101 games. You know, they got the bats. They got the bats. And, and you don't know about the pitching because you never heard about them before. It's all, you know, talking about the uh, the other big league, like Houston and Verlander and Scherzer and all, whatever. Scherzer's, so now you're going to see. Scherzer's with Texas, isn't he? He is yeah. now. But, you know, when he oh, yeah. was with the Mets and the Yanks and, you know. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Jarrett Cole. Now you're going to see guys come out of the blue and you're going to say, holy Jesus, that. That guy can really throw the ball someone you never would have heard of. This is how careers are made. People are going to make, people are going to get five years tacked on their career if they perform well here. I totally agree. I'm going to go a little bit off base now. Samantha, okay, Samantha in Flin Flon, Manitoba. For some reason, I yeah. get, yeah, that's the third question. I Home of Bobby there. Clark and Reggie Leach. Yes. She wants to know if you had any pets growing up. Pets? Yeah, I did. I grew up, uh, my dad, we didn't have much money in a small town in central Newfoundland, about um, 300 miles from here. It was a paper, paper, a pulp and paper town, about 10,000 people. Beautiful town. I go back every year for a week, stay with my sister. But we, uh, my dad worked in a Mater D in a, in a hotel, so small town. But great love, all that, and we had enough to get by. 
couldn't couldn't own a dog because you you were part of an apartment complex. But I had a cat. I had a tabby cat, and I and I loved that cat. And I have a cat now. What was the tabby cat's name? Uh, I think it was Princess. Well, I have, no, my cat now is named Princess. Yeah, well, I th I think it was something like that. But I, you know, it's a long time ago, sixty years ago. Wow. But I love animals, so. Uh, so we started our conversation a little bit earlier, a couple of years ago. I don't think you thought Jack Hughes would pan out. What do you think now? Uh, he obviously got the skills. He's pretty electric. He is, but because uh, there's something about him because he's so soft, I think he's going to get hurt every year. You know, not his fault. I don't think he's got a big frame. 82 games. I just think he's going to miss a bunch because his body's going to let him down. If he doesn't, he could very well win the scoring. Obvious. That's obvious. But I just see him. Uh, I, I don't think he the, the, the wear and tear over 80 games and the playoffs and six, three guys, 220 pounds, not necessarily running them because the game, you, you don't see people getting run anymore. But even when you go into corners and a big defenseman, 6'3", 220, just leans on you, just leans on you, takes energy out of you. So if you got to fight at all, and every now and then, you know, it's better than anyone, there is going to be the guy that's going to take oh, that cheap is. shot. They're around, and all it takes is one. So, you know, he's, he's, go he's a lot better than I gave him credit for, and he probably will get better. But I'm not sold on him yet. Like I, I don't see Austin Matthews as a different kintle of fish because six two, six three, two twenty, he can take that wear and tear. Uh, Connor McDavid, though he's not two twenty, he's about six one, six two, hundred ninety, hundred ninety five. You know, not necessarily small. Jack Hughes is probably what five eleven, one one eighty. Uh, I don't know, but he's certainly skilled. So Simon in London, England, uh, Simon the Jinx, he goes by. He's in London, England. Thanks for listening, Simon. He wants to know, why was Larry Bird so good? You must have mentioned Larry Bird on an earlier podcast. Well, Bird is known. First and foremost, he's a shooter. Bird was a shooter. And he's ranked, no, I just saw, anyway, the experts ranked the top. Guards, top five guards, top five power forwards, top five. And he was uh, number two next to Jordan as a shooting, as a shooter. And uh, there was Steph Curry on that list. Jesus. Curry was, uh, was uh, I think he was a shooting guard. Bird oh, wasn't yeah. a guard. I got you. I he got you. I thought you meant shooters. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and his uh, overall uh, brilliance of the game. He, he, he saw he was like Magic Johnson, like you could say, wow, he got he got eyes in the back of his head. That's how he played the game. And if you watch any old clips, he's going straight, and all of a sudden your the ball goes, leaves his hand. What? Boom, there's a guy under the basket. No one saw it. He drew everyone to him. He was known his overall brilliance of the game. So the Lakers but first and foremost, he was shooter. The Lakers Celtics was pretty big right back then. I mean, oh I, my I god. I was too young to know what's going on. Oh I remember, yes. I remember the Oh yeah, like they played one another, I think, three out of four years. For the, and I, I'm i pretty sure the Celtics won three against the Lakers. 
or maybe two, because the Celtics beat Detroit, I think, one year. But it was key when Detroit Magic Johnson came tough. in against Larry Bird and Michael Cooper. And, uh, oh, my God, they had so many. But the Celtics had Kevin. Oh, geez, the big. I know who went, you're talking went GM about. Of the, I know. He's from Minnesota. Dark hair, tall, white Yeah, guy. and then they had the, the, the tall guy. What uh, was his name? Uh, the center under the seven-foot-one, three seven-footers. And uh, Dennis. The Kevin McHale? Yes, Kevin yeah. McHale. Dennis Johnson. Uh, oh, they were great. So what a series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That question came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was great. Um, okay, I, there's a band I don't talk about on here much, but I often, at the end of my podcasts, I I often recommend sometimes a, a song or an album. And one, I was going to, to talk about the association, yeah. 60s band, for those that don't know. No one would but know I, them I now. Didn't, they I, know, were, they, I know, but that's they were arguably, I, to me, arguably the greatest harmony rock band ever. Six-part okay. harmony. So that is, that's saying a lot, because when, it people, is. when people hear harmony, they would think Beach Boys, Beatles. Beatles, you know. of course. No, I but, think association. Okay, so, and what, just quickly, like, I... I Never because my love, everything that touches song? you. Okay. Uh, Along comes Mary. Windy. windy. Oh my God. I mean, six part harmony. One, one banger. What would you say? Windy first? If you, uh, for people for me, that never heard the association. For me, I think most people. My favorite will, will is say, Never My Love. But. I think most people would say, or that or cherish. But mine would have been, uh, would have been uh, windy and followed by Along Comes Mary. Then Never My Love. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it, but if, if it was the first time hearing, if someone, if I, if, like, if people out there are going to give it one chance because no one has an attention span. No, to call their own these days. No. So if it was one and shot, people listening, music you don't hear. I'd anymore. say windy. I'd say yeah. windy if it oh, was one it, shot because it's well, faster. It, and it went to number one, and it catches yeah, it right off the bat. What's so good about the album "Pet Sounds" by the Beach Boys? Carl wants to know, and Carl is in Connecticut. Well, you know, and uh, I saw we saw the Beach Boys even in Grand Falls, where I'm from. They they came in. Remember Terry? I saw him in '88. Yeah, I they that. they ripped us off. Though, remember they played for half an hour. I do, but I <laughs> and they seeing, left. But they were great. But I I was ten, so I I, I right. remember seeing them. But they had Brian Wilson was there in his in his, in his yeah time I, then. Yeah, I remember. Like I re I didn't even. It realize. was a rip off, but they the shot they they. Their, most of their songs were like two minutes anyway. So I think they played like 10 or 15 straight Bing Bing Gander, Newfoundland, which is a international uh, uh, airport is only an hour away from, from where I, where I grew up, where the concerts were. And it, they got it set up. We've had the Eagles kiss arrows, all of them. And anyway, there was over, I'd say 30,000 there oh. for them. But I remember they just went boom, 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 boom. No talking to the audience straight to the airport, gone to Boston. I would think. But um, Pet Sounds itself, I know uh, Rolling Stone magazine, you know, there was, an, uh, there was an argument whether it's number one, that or Sgt. Pepper. And I'm thinking, what? I, I don't understand it. Now, okay, uh, Sloop John B., I like that. I like, uh, now I got to think. It, no, it's more wait, it's of a concept album. Good Vibrations. That's pretty. That's pretty definitive for the Beach Boys. But it's I think more of a concept the... album. It's not like, uh, yeah, it is. They don't jump out. The songs don't jump out at you. Like, no, the big one is that McCartney considers 
his favorite song, oh, yeah. God, God Only, Only knows. knows. Yeah, that's on it, and that's that's pretty nice. But uh, I wouldn't have it like in my top ten, but poll after poll after poll, it's considered one of the greatest ever. So, you know, a lot of people know a lot more about it than I do, but it's not mine. Yeah. Though though it's a good album. I like it. I do. Like, so, Wouldn't it be nice? Is wouldn't it? it be nice is really good, too. Yeah. It is. And Good Vibrations isn't on it. I, no, okay. I forgot that. But just name it out. There's two or three well, that are really songs, good. Though, like Caroline No. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's songs that you weren't like hits. No, they uh, weren't. Here Today. No. That's Not Me. No. no. I Just Wasn't Made for These okay, Times. Okay, that's sort of it's that's a, sort of a nice it's song. It's a beautiful song. You'd never, no, never lean no, on it. No, no, no. never play it in front of like number. You you know the, the album as well as I do. I Would do, you yeah. put it number two? No, but no. I, you lived that time, though. It's often the time no, that it came It wouldn't out. be. No, definitely not. But I do, I do really like it. And I like the Beach Boys. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's not. The, here's the thing about the Beach Boys. Oh. I like Pet Sounds, and I'll listen to it. Yeah, I do, the too. Beach Boys is one band that I, I just I can cover it with the greatest hits. I don't, yes. I don't need to exactly. hear like, the deep cuts. Exactly. But the Beatles, you might miss a lot if you hear. No question. But for me, 25, the Beach Boys, 25 greatest hits. I'm like, okay, you're pretty much going to cover the gamut there. Yes. Right? Like, and, and, but I'm telling you more and more. A little side here now. And sort of, you know, how I'm boomerang and bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Uh, but more and more, I'm, I see people interviewed on TV, musicians, artists, and whatever. But they've always got the Beatles, number one. That's that's forever. Like, yeah. that's like, I don't know. But by Beethoven, I don't know. But they're number one. But slowly but surely, and I hear it repeatedly, the number two group. Group? Group. That are next to the Beatles. Okay, wait. And I'm hearing it from, like, great artists that are saying man and it's okay. to get, if, if people were invited to go on this everyone wanted to play with this group <laughs> and if you were can you come in as a session guy and play on it the biggest stars the biggest session guys it was like a feather in their cap like you can't believe and they are said you, all kinds of you're people not were talking about out. the eagles no <laughs> don't tell me steely dan yeah steely dan Steely Dan. Well, I know that they're. Music. They gave Mark Knopfler was was called. They asked Mark Knopfler to play on a song. Mark Knopfler to this day says no more Steely Dan. Mark Knopfler, who at the time just came in with Sultans of Swing, a unique picking style for. Oh yeah, he's like, one of the best. Mark Knopfler song, Dire Straits. For those and, that don't and know, and he was, and they wanted him to, to sing on. Uh, oh, what was the one? Oh God, they wanted him to play on it. 15 times in a row. And it's Mark Knopfler. He said, they made me play it 15 times in a row. Finally, I got what they wanted. No more. He was pissed off. Having said that, they were they were uh, playing Asia. And there's uh, uh, Asia. Those who, uh, There's a part of Asia that they've reinvented drumming. Wait, wait. When, when, is, when you say Asia, people are thinking the continent. A no, no, no. J A, it's A-J-A. an album by, by the album Steely by Dan. Steely Dan, considered their greatest ever. Mm-hmm. And of course, Steely Dan, to the uninitiated, were early. Ricky, don't lose that number and do it again. But they had very heavily influenced by jazz, jazz rock. They came in with the jazz rock genre, like Becker and Fagan. Their favorite music was John Coltrane and and. Uh, Gil Evans, I mean, was jazz, so they incorporated it. So on Asia, you think 
the song is over and they brought in the best drummers around. I saw this guy inter interviewed. His name was Steve Gadd. Now he was one of the very best anyway. So he said, I went in. He said, I saw five guys leave that were the best in our field. How you doing? No one knew if they got the job. So he came in, but right at the end, there's a drum break. You think it's over and it goes down, down. And he goes into the drums for about a minute, minute and a half. He just drums back mm. and then it goes right back into the song again. And here you are in, into the song Asia. <laughs> I know. What and when about. the song came out, he said, no one knew. He said, I was driving down the road. And he said, when the drum break came, I said, that's me. That's how I found out. I got it. I, I, they used my song, my, oh, yeah. my drum break. That's how they were. And, and uh, uh, people would trip for themselves to try. Rick Derringer was, was doing a part. It was rock and roll hoochie coo at the time. Hot stuff. Never got it. Uh, a lot of them. But if you look at after the third album, they became Becker and Fagan plus the group disbanded more or less. They they were getting the best hired session musicians and artists around who wanted to play with them. So Denny Diaz and them and and Jim Hodder, they they sort of weren't in the band anymore because it was Becker and Fagan plus the best around. Well, you can hear when you hear Steely Dan album, though, the first thing that jumps out at me is the production. That, well, the, Gary Katz yeah. produced every one for it's them. All, yes. But uh, it's, it's some production, like improvements, like the doors must have flew open in the 70s, but it's not every band, but I can hear it. I, I Who did Michael Jackson? Is that Quincy Jones? Yeah. Like, Quincy did you Jones. notice on that too? Like if you hear Billy Jean, or that's just one example. Of, yeah, yeah. It's clean. Like, yeah, I did. No question. And when I yeah. hear the, the Steely Dan, it's like, there's a few bands like that's really clean. No like, question. You can hear that they're really, really, really trying to to almost. They, well, they were total. To they were perfection. total perfectionists, and they would play, and a lot of the artists would get, but they do it because they were so proud that wow, I'm going to be on a Steely Dan, and now of course they're considered geniuses, and they certainly, are. and even the the best around are saying, man, like Steely Dan is, they were they're. Their compositions are so complex. Like one guy said, one guy who was a really good bassist, one of the best around, Chuck Rainey, he said they had a chord. <laughs> he said, my fingers couldn't reach the chord. He was considered the best session bass player in the business. He said, I couldn't get the chord. So he said, I had to try it, practice it until finally I pulled it off. But that's the kind of things. It wasn't A, B, G, E minor. It was complex jazz chords that um, they would incorporate. Now, it's not for everyone. I loved it. That's a good point. Yeah. But it's uh, once you, that the more I learned about Steely Dan, that's when I got the their band like that. It's It sounds, the production is great. But it, for me, like a few songs stand out. But once I got to, and I don't like them as much as you do. No, but I, I do. When, but you love certain songs you do yeah. love. Yeah, what's the album, uh, Cousin Dupree? Jesus. Well, Cousin Dupree would be. What on, was the album that I'm, was on? I'm, though I'm pretty sure it's on. Uh, uh, something and so. Uh, two against nature. Two against nature. Yeah, yeah. album of the yeah. year in like 2000. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know. We often talk about you growing up and the 
And I love the Eagles too, by the way. I hate to to interject, but the Eagles were always my number two. Now they're number three and in danger as I get older and whatever of falling to number four, slowly but surely, the more I hear them and I always love them, the band is becoming number three. Wow. Yeah. They're slotting in the band. But everyone is recognizing the band now. Like, well, is it any fluke? Eric Clapton and George Harrison's favorite group, the band. Yeah, I Eric Clapton asked him, "Can I join the band?" And he 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 tells a story. Saw him once again interviewed. He said, "I just left Cream." He said, "Here we are." He said, "I'm dressed. My hair is all permed. I got pink, yellow, uh, black slacks on, a, 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 a an orange shirt." And he said, "I showed up in Woodstock, New York. That's where music from Big Pink, where they went with Dylan, right? So that's their first big one that made them." And he said, I showed up at the door and he said, Levon Helm answered the door. And Levon Helm was good old boy from Arkansas. And he said, Levon, yeah. And he sort of knew me. And he said, I'd really, really like your music. I'd love to join your band. And he said, Levon Helm looked at him, looked at me and he said, looked at what I was wearing and said, I don't think so, son. <laughs> he did. And he said, I knew, of course, but I loved their That's- music. And George Harrison, it they were his favorite band of all time. Um, but if you listen to their music too, they're like the Beatles in the sense that no one song is alike. They're real different. Yeah. Yeah. And no one song is alike. I, sh- I shouldn't say real different. They're unique. Different is not really different, but they're they're unique in that way. Every song and, and it's it's like I don't know, it's and they're almost from, country rock. And they're from Canada. Poster, and know, they're from, from Canada. Canada. Outside of Levon, where's he from? Outside of Levon, from Arkansas. But every other one, they were playing the honky tonks behind Romp and Ronnie. Isn't Robbie Hawkins in Toronto? No, Ro- uh, uh, Robertson's from Toronto. Toronto? What, is uh, his, uh, I just saw a thing with Randy. Uh, Hockman, they're they're up all up the uh, Rick Danko's from a little farm outside Welland or, or Thorold. Okay. They're all from Ontario. And they okay, so I, I mixed it up, but I, I was just reading. Jesus, um, senior, I get mixed up. It was one of those, but it was either like. Jaggers, Keith Richards, or or Eric Clapton's, or David Bowie's. I read the books, and a lot of them are on like the same scene at different times. Yeah. Anyway, at some point, the Guess Who comes up, and Randy Bachman's talking about Robbie Robertson and touring with them. That would make sense because it was the same time there. Absolutely. Canadian. But it, yeah, the, the boys you, are. You, you hear, you hear, uh, uh, a lot, uh, I, and I have heard it. A number of artists they talk about the uh, the uh, 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 Hall of Fame, and they can't believe. The guests who are not in the Hall of Fame. Apparently, Jan Wenner had something happen against the guests who he told him, you'll never get in the Hall of Fame. Now, he's been deposed, so they may get in. But a lot of the big names are saying, if ever a group yeah. deserved to be in, it's My who. God. I would think they would be like in the first 20. Well, two, two number one hits, yeah. about 15 top 40, and innovative. Like Randy Bachman, like and, and, looking out for number one and collars and, mem- and members that went on to do other things that were. Here's one for you: two artists, two artists hmm. had a number one hit with two different groups, two only in the history of rock and roll. Who were they? Well, obviously, having that we're on the topic, I'll say Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings. No, Randy Bachman and Paul McCartney. Needles and wings. But Randy Bachman 
You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, and American Woman with the Guess Who. Not many people would get that, man. That's a good trivia one right there of all time. And he's Canadian. I was just going to say the Traveling Wilburys, but none of them went to number one. That would Because that would give five of them. No. I don't think I they had number one, one hit either. No. Handle with Care might have been top five, but. No, this is very. I've heard this recently in an interview. We're being interviewed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. So I'm very proud of the fact that there's only two people: Paul McCartney and me. He said, and he named it. I'm 99.9 percent of people wouldn't get that question. Now I'm telling you right now, it's a trick question. Then you look back at it and you say, hmm, you know, the BTO was were pretty good, and guess who come and think of it? But they don't jump out. Okay, senior, we've been on the go 45 minutes now, and I'm going to take Penny Lane to Saw X. We're going to get Gloria. Oh, not, not Saw. Oh, that's, that's, oh that's what I'm taking her to. I can't watch that. She loves them, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, yeah. I can't watch. Is that number 10 now? Yeah, <laughs> Is I guess. Is that what it means? Must Saw be. X. Must be. We've seen a lot. First oh, one God. was brilliant. but Now, this one got rated in the 80s. And, and the, oh, the first and one that came out was unique. First like, one I thought was great. The, after that, cringe. it got gory. I'm sitting down. I'm cringing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is great. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Guy wakes up with his, his arm <laughs> yeah, chained. Manicold. The, manicold to yeah. the bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you saw the first one. I oh, I saw two or three. Mm. But after that, I sort of lost. It did get repetitive. Now, this one is supposed, Now the last one was all right. Chris Rock was in it. Spiral. No, well, you, it's, she a loves genre, it's a genre now. People, yeah. it's like uh, the Fast and Furious. Jump over a canyon, yeah. 285 million. Yeah. No, yeah. more than that. It's $100 million later. And Van Diesel, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, just anything goes. Yeah, anything goes. It's a it's a, it's a, a blockbuster. You know, what do you call a franchise? Yeah. So that's what they do. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, she, she loves them. We'll, we'll have of fun. Of course, and good for her. Um, I'm going next week. I can't wait to go. I don't know why I haven't, but I gave it. A bit of time because I figured it was going to be blocked. The uh, Flower Moon, Killers of the Killers Flower of Moon, Flower Moon. And supposed a, to be great. And Oppenheimer, Oscar written all over it. It's the only thing, man. It's three hours and thirty something. But minutes. I'm willing to do it. DiCaprio, gone with the DiCaprio, wind Scorsese, and De Niro. Any day of the week, I'll do it all day long. Wow, take a couple of weeks. Oscar written all over it. They said. I uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to yeah. I'll definitely go. As long it. as it's not Miramax, I'll go. Got a pack of lunch. Yeah. You get that? What? You get the joke behind that? No. As long as it's not Miramax, it's Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Weinstein. I don't think it's on the oh, go yeah. anymore. I think it's bankrupt Must now. Be. But, Jesus. You know, as long as it's not well, Miramax. Yeah. How do, you know, you hear some of these people and like it's. And some, they sang his praises. Yeah. I'll put I the mean, mic. I'd like to thank uh, Harvey Weinstein, who saw, and these are big actresses that won the Oscar, whatever. And of course, when all this came down, denied everything. Well, I don't know. We've got you right on video here, Meryl. <laughs> Meryl Streep right on video, praising them to the hill. They, they can't get far enough away now. The hypocrisy oh, yeah. of it all. It's Well, it's just all. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The hypocrisy. Without trying to unpack all those layers. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. It, I got to ask you this last question, though, because I did not know the answers. And I forget who I did. People, I get so many messages. Yeah. Some people. You know, a lot of and I, I don't really have like Granelli produces for the boys, right? Like, so they got, I don't have anybody. So, like, it takes me a while to even answer messages each day. Yeah, so, a lot of these I just got that, written down. That's fair enough. People know that. Than, and I hate using my, uh, I know. I hate using my well, because you want to be, you want to be, you want to be legitimate. Yeah. yeah. And I like, well, I, 
I just like I, look at how many of these notebooks. I agree. I write if I have an idea, if I have an, a, a, a show, if yeah. I have research, I write it. Rather and that's than, good. So I forget. I apologize. I I couldn't read the name. God of love Granelli. Granelli, if you're listening, God love you. Oh, well, I mean, you can appreciate what he does when we get. Of to course. Um, De rigueur. I, I appreciate the. I, I I don't need to expand. I appreciate the listeners I have. I have a nice little sponsorship. Make a decent dollar at this. Yes. I don't have the aspirations to go that big. No, you're good at it too. It, it is. It does. It, it does get bigger to the point that it's hard to manage sometimes. That's yes. why I only do two a week. Um, but I enjoy it, and I'm not, never going to complain because the other two days a week, I'm Gregor's. I got to research. Like Gregor in the morning, like on Thursday morning, like yesterday. Yes. They'll, they'll text me like, this is on the show today. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. Ferguson Jenkins, this is going to take a couple of hours. But I mean, his, I know. Is, his is like more contemporary, though. His is like, yeah. what's going on well, now? Well, analyze the game. So I don't you really better analyze. Than, you right? know, you should know the stats and what's going well, on. Well, yeah, right? So I got to pay attention. I got to watch all the Oilers games. Yes. Um, And the, yeah, like Dave Maloney even. He's from the Rangers, but yes. like he's got a crew. So I like to go in and like, so it takes me four or five hours that day. And then, you know, I got to see what I'm going to talk about. The Ryan's rant. I'm not complaining. I enjoy doing it. I'm just saying. Sometimes it gets. A, so what's what's anyway. the question? The question that somebody had. Yeah. That's really, really the big time. Is follower. this directed to me? It is. Okay. So as you talk about your dad and growing up, and like all I right. said, your five pros that came from your team all the time: yep. Grand Falls, the Hamilton, yep. for sure, Minnesota, the Kalamazoo, and Harry Neal, and everything else, for sure. But interesting life, I got to say that. Very I, I've interesting. Had an interesting life. Yeah, real interesting. And very appreciative of it. And that's why a lot of people, that's why you're on this pod right now. And a lot of well, people. Well, and, and, but it's sincere. I don't bullshit either. It's just sincere. I pick up so, what you're landing. You know, good and the bad. <laughs> Wasn't always good, but take the good with the bad is life. You are right. And sometimes ugly. There you go, Sergio Leone. Uh, did your mom come to any games? No. Did your no. mom. So your mom doesn't realize really how good of a hockey strange. player you were? Really strange. Right. I. Like, I think she might have come up, like, a couple times. Dad, of course, never left the rink. Dad was like so many other uh, young, uh, fathers with a good young hockey player. Dad never missed a – unless he was working. Never missed a practice, never missed a game. Uh, but mom was uh, – mom never wasn't into sports at all. I don't even think she came to a baseball game. But she was just a stay at home, have a cigarette, never drank. Uh, watch TV and chat, whatever, the latest gossip going on in town, and was a good mother and loving mother and good, you know, cooked meals and that. But no, she, she I it, can't remember mom being at stadium. It is wild. Um, because and dad again, made up for it. Because if double, I said doubly that, over. She, yeah, well, she would, she was great. And we would go in. Yeah. When did she pass anyway? What uh, mom was, uh, I think, uh, 80, I think 81. What? No, no. Pardon oh, me. I know. I'll 80. tell you. What? Year? I'll tell you. 2009. Nine. Yeah, she was 78. So we would go in. So Salmon Fest in Grand Falls, when we just talked about like Aerosmith and Kiss and the Beach Boys and all that, 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 that would happen every summer at Salmon Fest. Then that's in Grand Falls, about a three, four hour drive yeah. from St. John's. So that seniors from there. So we would always go in and myself, Jeremy Charles, Brian Beautiful Barry, uh, Sean Gibbons, who are, like my buddies, Blair Connolly, we would go in and stay and hang out on the lawn yeah. getting loaded. Yes. <laughs> With the with the music blasting yeah, before we walked out. up to the concert, and she was always great. She was oh, always she was, around. yeah. And She's I remember good. her saying that, I, and she was so proud that you'd be in there, and the boys were there. She'd never say it. Yeah. She'd never say, "Wow, Terry." She would never, say it. never say it. But inside, you could see that you. Do you want anything, boys? She was always there catering, but she'd never say, 
quite a nice. That's just the way she was. I remember. Yeah, and she we would she would make that. Uh, well, she called it chop suey, but it was goulash. It was goulash, yeah. And she would uh, delicious too. Wow. She would take pride in everything, and I remember going in, and I remember even being full and looking over, and Jeremy was like, "We should probably eat it." Like she made this for yeah. us. Oh and yeah, Jeremy. This is the best. This Jeremy is... was a gull. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. We, we yeah. he was putting it in Tupperware and taking it to the concert. Yeah. I know. And here right. he is. Here he is now, one of the very best in Canada. Yeah. Yes, and world renowned. How food comes round, you know. Food even right. meant a lot yeah. to him then. He was. We were taking. Jeremy would go. Salmon fishing behind the mill, and then come to the concert and Expert take a little salmon. Salmon fisherman too. Yeah, always got his salmon. Always did, and he always a little thing of Tupperware that she made. Come, he walked back to the house. wasn't only about, I guess, where the river, the the, the river, the uh, the so bridge from the house walk, might right. be uh, ten minutes, 10, yeah, fifteen minutes. And he'd nice always come walk. back, uh, fingers through, left, right hand through the gill, Ms. Ryan, and and mom would freeze him, and he'd. Rapman something to bring back to St. John's. You know, you can yeah. whatever. So it's funny, yeah, because she was always around. Like yes. When we were at her house, she was omnipresent. But yeah. I just, so, when uh, this person asked, I said, you know what? I don't think so. I don't think she did. I never heard her mention hockey once. No. Not once. No. Right? Just no. wasn't into sports. Never. Even when I was uh, went away. Did she know why? I left when, when you were I was going six, away? She must have 16. Said, well, when I went to Hamilton, she would never like wouldn't be Terry to get any goals or nothing like that ever. I, I when you <laughs> yeah, halfway wow. through the year, I remember we only got I don't know what it was like a West. All I should because I think you had like a remember a week off once you flew home and, and your mother and I went down to Vancouver. The most I can remember getting off at Christmas because we always played Boxing Day was maybe two days max and it took me half a day to get home like it took me by the time i left hamilton got to toronto got home and then i had to go to gander and fly back you know so that's the most i could ever but even when i go home nothing about house a year going terry whatever have your christmas meal okay mom gotta go okay dad of course dad was different but no mm. no she was never I, into uh... sports per se well, uh, and not so much me, even other events, even the cataracts are playing a senior team or whatever. Mom just stayed at home and, and you know what else for is walk nuts? every you know what else then, is but... nuts? Like, and I mean it, I would go in there like I was in there all the time. Like I would like I spent a lot of time with her and I someone asked me, I just her name was Marie, right? Yeah, Marie, yeah. But I didn't even realize it took me a while to come because it was always nan, 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 and you would go, Mom. And we'd be in there the whole time, and nobody ever said Marie. Not one Well, person. Elvis sodden up up to say, and Marie's the name of the latest flame. <laughs> I had to get that in. Yeah. You walk. You teed it up for me. See, there's a new Elvis <laughs> album coming. No, I don't. <laughs> there's, not, there's not. There is. No, no. Oh, well, they, what they on. They're going to read they, they, they on Earth, they uh, <laughs> a, a, a manuscript with the Dead Sea Scrolls. That so they some, some Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there's Danielle. Look, grab that. This is my pod. We can. Uh, when I'm on Gregor's show, it needs to be more professional. You can grab that. Oh, look. And Danielle. Yeah. Look at. Look, grab that. Look, see. Oh but she had it. Do you see That's that? Beautiful. She, but she look. She see that up there. She hung it by, by that. She had it hung up on the hook there. And I was oh, like, no, so it's... we got that, yeah, that game. Happens, Reggie yeah. Hool gave that to us. You got to be well, very careful, yeah, when you hang things that's up. It's expensive. Like that. But you can you press know, that out. 
I'm pretty sure. Show the people on YouTube. Show the people on YouTube what it is. Well, yeah, yeah, she just hung. This this was wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That beauty? It is a beauty. Hi, senior. Reggie Bolsiguan, pick up whatever you want. There you go. Great. Okay. Yeah, you know what? If you wash it and steam it, you might be able to get that out. Just put it in your car and you wash it and steam it because I'm going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, got, I don't even know when you say steam. When you say steam it, I don't even know what you're talking about. How the fuck do I steam it? The way it works. If you said steam it, you know how I would steam it? I'd get a hanger and put it in the steamer at Good Life. Yeah, you got it. When you, when you put it on hooks, Actually, yes. You know what? That's not a bad thing. You can, act, you can hang up your garments when you're in the shower. Yeah. And the steam in the shower. Well, there you go. That would okay, be yeah. That works too. You know what I mean? That works but too. I don't think Danielle's seen. You know what? We're going to wrap up. I guess Danielle's on her way. Where are you on your way to? I'm on my way to speak into the microphone. Green sleeves and loose tie. Danielle's back from Alberta now, lives here, and she's running green sleeves and loose tie, which I. Wow. I hey, what better a time? Uh, Chris Ryan did the screech in. Not. And he did a great job, but we had. Um, yeah, we had three teams in. And. Uh, wow. When the guys come, the girls follow. So it of was jam. Of course. <laughs> and this weekend, it is Mardi Gras. Folks, if you're downtown St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador this weekend, why not drop into Greensleeves Pub for a beer? Why not go to Loose Tie for a meal? Start there. If you're going to go anywhere else on the street for a beer, why not check out Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, Martini Bar, and the Bull and Barrel. If you're going to go anywhere else for a bite to eat, why not try Merchant Tavern? Blue on Water and Wedgwood Cafe. Wedgwood Cafe. Peter Wedgwood also does catering. If you want to change your life, strength and balance for the body and mind, check out Ryan Power at Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Strength, balance, body and mind. If you want to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations here in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador. Torbay Road and Kenmount Road. Live, laugh, lube, Pitbull Pain Relief. The pain sticks that just don't quit. Pitbullpainrelief.com. Check it out. See what all the fuss is about. And, of course, True Hockey. Take what's yours. Thank you, Corey Gregory. And, of course, Season 3 of Shorzy coming real soon. Production will be in November and December. And I'm looking forward to that. If you're in the United States, this is the day. Hulu. It just was released. Now, Canada. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Canada and the U.S. Now have all six episodes. uh, Through Crave and all that. Senior, you got anything else to say? I'd just like to say uh, to all our... uh, our listeners and fans, I guess, in Australia and the United States and Great Britain that I've been, of course, I've been all over the United States where I played hockey, but I'd love to get it to Australia at some point and certainly to, uh, to England. And uh, my, my wife and I, our favorite team got sent down, so we're rooting. They're going to get back up Leicester. Go foxes, go! He says that because he watches the podcast, and we have, we have quite a or, or the uh, numbers, and we have quite a following yes, in Australia yes. and Great Britain. But sincere too, yeah. And I'd, I look, people are listening in Australia, and I want to get over there, and so does he. So make yes. it happen. We want to do that's it. All we want is the trip paid for, and that's I'll uh, willing to do public speech. That's or it. Local live podcast. The whole that goes shot. For fucking anywhere. By the, the whole way. shot. If you're out there, why not? Me and Senior, we want to travel. We're gonna get uh, get it in while we we're can. a pair. We're a pair. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're willing to come to your town. We're an American band. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I'll catch you on the rebound. More tales with TR in just a few days. Thanks for listening, and see you guys soon.